0: Now, here we go. Welcome back. It's another episode of the Awful Service Podcast. This is the podcast that comes installed with a sneeze guard. Yeah, well, What's we gotta kind of keep
1: podcast? we gotta keep the germs off of the podcast.
0: Yet at the same time, it's it, 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 it's, it, it's 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 kind of like the TSA. It's more for your audio protection, really. It's it, it's just uh it's uh you, you feel better having it there, but you still know people are uh, touching our audio with their un, their unwashed hands. Ah,
1: uh, she's wash them. Sing happy birthday.
0: Wa- <laughs> but they actually no, oh, they have are- to sing. They have to sing Stevie Wonder's Happy Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday to you happy birthday like yeah if you, that's how you
1: should yeah, really that's three minutes hands. and 20 seconds long no the and extended the extended
0: album version which is 10 <laughs> 10 minutes of washing your hands that's then you know they're clean See,
1: uh, that i i would have loved during COVID if the cdc was like how was like the you one version the album it's the long, the extended album version uh, that they only had in Europe. I don't know why Fauci sounds like Woody Allen. Because
2: I'm, I'm just... you're doing the impersonation? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that person, that person calling out co-hosts. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's it's me, Matt Doima, with...
1: <laughs> hey, uh, it's me, uh, the fastest and exorcist uh, himself, Joe Cocosiello. <laughs> the I don't exorcist? Even know what that means. Yeah, that, it's, that just sounds I, like
0: you saying the exorcist.
1: Yeah, just like with a lisp. The it's exists. like, uh, just a The ex most? That... And that, yeah, and that... That's, I. I'm the, ex-most. the ex-most. Joe he's ex most.
0: The ex He's X gonna give it to you. He's, uh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's DMX. Okay. I, uh, people don't like to admit this. It wasn't that guy who, it wasn't, no, Joe Cocosello is actually DMX. Yeah, it's,
1: uh, it, it's really easy to, uh, to deepfake
0: now, mm-hmm. that's a whole. And uh, joining us today,
1: trying to get already
0: not he's not a deepfake at least at least I hope not. Although there's an uncanny valley, and now I'm scared. <laughs> uh no. Joining us today is uh, one of the producers and co-hosts of the longest-running, uh, showcase in the Twin Cities. You guys, they've been going. They just celebrated six. That's one thing. Their, their, their show is now old enough to drive. Like we bought it a shitty Ford Taurus that has 198,000 miles on it.
1: Hey, that was my grandma's old car. And she pampered it.
0: <laughs> she drove it. She just drove it she to church. She just drove it to
1: Arizona and back. Oh, just
0: Arizona. Okay, I was just saying church. Her church is in Arizona. She was, <laughs> yes, very, she she was very dedicated. She didn't want to live Prescott. there.
1: Prescott.
0: Yeah. She would she'd leave on a Friday and come back on a Tuesday <laughs> for one service. That was the whole thing. Again, he's the producer of that. He is he's one of our favorite people. Give it up for Jason Kruger, everybody.
2: Hey everyone. <laughs> Hello Jason. Yes. Hello, Jason.
0: Although I will admit, as a as a uh, frequent performer at the Monday Night Comedy Show, it is a oh. bit weird to see your face.
2: Yeah. Uh usually <laughs> it's just my disembodied voice uh trying to say witty and clever things at Andy or, or and or keep the show moving.
0: Both both usually it's both it's witty and clever things to keep
1: the show moving you know it'd be funny if we got andy to just have his voice on here just to, just kind of <laughs> like hey, we're gonna, you keep it going just going hey.
0: <laughs> but that would disrupt the flow of time joe and then earth stops do you want to yes, destroy the universe no
1: i don't i that's don't i just keep when, coming up with ideas that are really good no, destroying is it, the universe.
0: Is it, yeah get destroying the universe that's what would happen that's when a, a rock meets a hard place <laughs> it's when it, that there you go. That's the theme night. One of the theme nights that the Monday Night Comedy show should oh, Bobby, be. Doing. It's a hard place? No, it should be Jason is the host and Andy gets to play the Kruger part.
2: Uh, yeah, I would love to see bizarre. That has happened before. Uh, there's been shows where Andy's like just not feeling it. He's like, Kruger, you host. I'm gonna be in the booth. Like just out of nowhere. Okay. <laughs> I I love Fair. it. It's opposite show. Uh, well, the really funny thing is um, I'm also artistic director of Fearless Comedy Productions, which is a nonprofit comedy production company, and we have a monthly show at Finnegan's Brewery in Minneapolis called Fearless Lab, uh, which I've taken over running because our previous host and showrunner, like, had been doing it for five years, and, like, they wanted to do something else for a while, which makes a lot of sense, so um, I hosted it once, the next time it's coming up, I have a rehearsal, but when I hosted the first couple of like performers was like, Hey, wasn't that great? All right, here's your next performer. Like I kept the show moving at like perhaps <laughs> too crisp of a rate. Break
0: next speed. Yeah. What was that? An open mic? Uh,
2: so it is uh <laughs> it is like uh Monday Night Comedy show. It is a book showcase, but we are open to having performers do like whatever. Um so like short stories, play readings. Movement, improv, things like that. So playing on yes. furniture, yeah.
1: You mean planking?
0: No, yeah. Well, I, I just saw the video from uh from our from our friend Devin Cook.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He just jumped on a bunch of ottomans.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I didn't tell him he could jump on stuff, but I didn't tell him he couldn't. He, so I think went, in his mind, it's about the same.
0: He weighs like he weighs like eighty pounds. He's a very he's a very it's spelt true. man. It's
1: mostly
2: the dreads.
0: Yeah, it's mostly
2: right. He's like dreads a skeleton in some muscle. That's that's all.
0: Exactly. Is. <laughs> and honestly, like if, if it had been me doing it, it would have destroyed all of your furniture.
1: Just,
0: <laughs> it would have been like, who let that grizzly bear into our studio?
1: Matt um, not allowed to jump on the Ottomans anymore. You know, my we- wife
0: has the same rule. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're not here to talk about jumping on furniture. Uh, I mean, as much as we love talking about the Monday Night Comedy Show, every Monday night at Spring Street Tavern, doors open at 730, show starts around 8 o'clock. i can can do your plugs for you
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) i appreciate it
0: or or his uh his his other fringe show uh was it you said the the first was the first or second oh uh
2: so there's a lot of things that fearless comedy productions do so if you go to fearless org, you can see all of the things we have coming up including uh murder mystery that is going to be taking place on the jonathan Paddleford riverboat as part of like So you'll have a river cruise, a bunch of scenes happening between actors in various parts of the boat. Um, So you can't actually see every scene in the play physically because there's things happening simultaneously in very different parts. So it's a lot of fun and it's a mystery. Well, then you have to get multiple
0: tickets because then you have to go back and try to see a different scene.
2: There's four performances, so one could do that.
0: It's the uh, Being John Malkovich of of Riverboat Murder Mysteries. Uh, It requires multiple viewings.
1: Uh, a a i love this because this is like uh this is murder mystery except now huge like on a on an epic level because there's like this is whodunits going on all over the boat uh Mm -hmm. now are you putting
2: on the murder mystery uh fearless is producing it and i am going to be one of the actors in the show
1: okay so it's written it's been, it's, been written, it's, been yep, been it's been written.
2: It's been cast. It's been written. It's been cast. Fearless has done these shows in connection with the National Park Service uh, four or five times. I forget how, however many. Uh, we've done like four on the boat previously. We did an online thing when COVID happened. Last year, uh, didn't feel like we'd be safe being on the boat, and they didn't want people on the boat doing a show. So we did a mystery at the like Locks and Dam in uh, Minneapolis, like downtown. And then uh, we're back on the boat this year. And every time we do the show, it's a different historical period. So this year is uh, 1980s, and it takes place on the day that the uh, National Park for the Mississippi River Recreational Area, it's got a really long name, I can't quite remember, uh, but when it opened in 1988. Yeah, I, I,
0: correct me, uh, Joe might might have felt it was going somewhere else too, but I thought immediately you're going to, like, the day the Challenger exploded. Like, that's where my mind was going. I was just, because, you know, it was like murder, mystery, national tragedy.
2: No, I, I'm pretty sure this one's made up.
0: No, this is the Awful Service Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about different customer service jobs and the stories there within. The very Although first segment... I am
1: going to ask some more questions about 1980s murder mysteries before this episode is through. Well, would... be yeah, to good. be fair, you would be asking those questions
0: even if Jason didn't have anything <laughs> with that. Regardless. Yes. The very first segment on the podcast is one that we lovingly refer to as the resume.
2: So.
1: Uh your resume why should we hire you have you ever had a job right to and fire you tell us all about yourself and your place of business talk about your former jobs filthy shady politics show us your resume
0: i mean if you speak of devin cook on this podcast he will show up
2: <laughs> yeah That's surprising. All right. So Uh, uh,
0: Jason, the uh, resume section, this is where you get to have your say, uh, talk about the different jobs, the stories there within. You don't have to do all of your jobs. You don't have to go chronological. As we always say, you could go reverse chronological. Uh, It's just uh, at our age, it's not good on the back.
2: Yeah. uh, So I'm going to probably not do every job, but I'll reference the interesting ones. Um, I worked for a nonprofit educational children's theater out of college that, uh, travel around to places and would like do shows either in gymnasiums or like do two person, uh, interactive classes in classrooms. Mm-hmm. I worked at a, an adult day center for artists with disabilities, teaching theater and writing classes. Awesome. I, uh, worked as a mover for about three years. I have worked in a theater scene shop. I, um, worked as an ILS worker, um, which is like, I called it being a professional friend. It's one of the things I call the human being industry where you're not actually producing any goods or services. You're just trying to help a human being make their life better. Um, So sometimes I'd help people come up with and achieve goals. A lot of times we just kind of hang out and get some necessary stuff done, hopefully. Um, And currently I work as a building substitute teacher at a charter school for uh, neurodivergent kids with kind of an emphasis on with students on autism or students on the autism spectrum. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, none of that's well, funny. Just, none of that's funny. You Jeez, just went okay. through episodes every over. single
2: <laughs> one of your jobs <laughs> in like 11
1: seconds. New Our, record for the episodes show. Episode's over. All yeah, right, just, uh, uh, well, well, I'll play the exit theme song and this we're good. It's
2: time to count. Which ones do you want to hear about?
0: Um, the, ch- uh, the traveling children's theater thing. Yeah,
2: let's go back to the beginning. Okay, uh, let's see. Children's theater stuff. So you're fresh out of college. Where'd you graduate? Right, so I graduated in 2006 from Minnesota State University, Mankato. Um, go Mavericks. Go Mavs, yeah. Uh, I, the theater department in Mankato is really good. And from what I hear, it still is very, very good. So uh graduated, I worked at a caribou coffee for a little bit, and then I ended up getting a gig with Climb. Worked there for like two, two and a half seasons. Um, and Climb this is year. this traveling theater. Yep. Actually, uh, uh
0: Climb is a latte. It has uh four pumps of caramel, two sugars, uh yep. it was, uh whipped cream, caramel on top. Oh no, that's a caramel high rise.
1: Yeah. Were you were you were you uh you know, working at the coffee shop, just like, and here is your latte for No, days. I was like, just, and they're like, I was oh, very,
2: I was friendly and I did okay on tips, but like, I was just like a person there. I wasn't trying to be like the performer in the coffee shop. Like, if you're going to get a performance out of me, I either need to want to do it or you're going to pay me. Like, that's where I, I'm, I, I'm no, at. So, I mean, come on, like, sing, right sing, hit, singing a for tips degree. coffee
0: shop is a good idea, though.
1: I, I would love a theatrical coffee shop. Theatrical coffee. <laughs> welcome to the. Welcome to theatrical coffee. What could I get for you today? I feel like that's
2: just a fast track to hating your customers quicker. Like, <laughs> like you know, you have to deal with no, all the customer service thing, and you have to do singing requests, or like, do you know yeah, any you Shakespeare? Just, like, no, I think that I. You think don't that, do
1: requests. It's just like it's like glee and a coffee shop combined and uh, like I, i've never actually watched a full episode of Glee, so I, I don't know if <laughs> it's, uh, like if i'm actually making a correct reference um it's, yeah,
2: close enough
1: it's like musical theater kids dream job for three months uh, until they burn out
2: well i was really excited to have a job that was actually like this paid all my bills and my day job doing theater stuff which was cool um one of the funniest things I remember is I was doing this uh, like in class class so it was me and another uh, local theater artist named Kari Jackson and uh, Kari and I were doing these scenes and it was like about you know bullying and about being respectful to people and things like this and in the scene, like as somebody is like walking away, my character is like the aggressor and I'm supposed to call them fag, right? I've got the fag <laughs> word that I'm saying in school, whatever, uh, which is fine. Like it's just a CD do kids reaction, whatever. Kids, and then it gets the conversation going. And then we have other kids come in and like try to take the place of one of the people in the scene and try different ideas. It's a really cool concept. Yes. Uh, it- on this particular day, in the middle of our scene, just as the person's turning to walk out, the like announcement loudspeaker is like, good, "Jimmy, somebody student, uh, go to the office. Your parents are here, right?" And so it finished. And at Klein, we were taught like, "Hey, if those announcements happen, just like hold." No, the announcement just hold, is, and then, then the continue announcement gets continue done, and it. then you talk. So I thought I held long enough that it was like you just called Jimmy a fag. Please tell me you called Jimmy. God, Joe, okay, one, it's really neat how you interrupt a storyteller to like fuck up his punch. It's really cool. It's a very interesting concept and <laughs> take on this. I
1: couldn't.
2: Okay, so can you listen and get what actually I happened? it out. Okay, so what actually happened was this kid starts leaving. I'm waiting and like the announcement thing, I think, clicks off and I go fag and all the kids in the room laugh because unbeknownst to me, uh, what they all realized happened and what probably happened to the office was like, Jimmy, blah, blah, blah. Can you come to the office? And then threw the speaker back at that They here, fag. <laughs> no. Yeah. So the kids like laugh. Kari laughs so hard. He's on his knees. Like, just like, can't even stand. It was like 20 seconds before we got everybody to like, stop laughing and like move on with things. But it was, like, totally cool. Everybody knew I was just, like, trying to be in the moment and in the scene and, like, do the thing. But, like, yeah. Didn't catch any flack from the principal or anything. Everybody in the room thought it was funny. Except for Jimmy. Jimmy knew there was a scene going on, Joe. He didn't just lose his uh, ability to, you know, suspend his disbelief just because he was walking out the door. Like, the scene was going when he got called.
0: Well, he wasn't... Jimmy's a thespian, Joe, a thespian. He was, he was very, he's a theater kid. The principal.
2: There was another time, um, it was a different year, I was doing a play in a gymnasium, which was like our standard thing we do with the performing companies, and uh There was one part where like the bully kid in the play kind of got put in their place by another character and like perfectly on cue. Some kid in like the first or second row loud enough for the whole gym to hear. It (laughs) goes, it was like the best timing I'd ever heard from a kid.
0: You know, Uh, that's all you got to ask for sometimes, you know, you just get ahead honestly from out of the mouths of babes. Mm-hmm. so like that that had to be wild though because what what age group of kids were these
2: so it varied um the performing company most of the shows they did would be like uh somewhere in the k through five k through six range um there were a couple of plays that we do that would be like aimed towards middle and high school students that was like uh, like you know bullying respect stuff like that um and then the classes it would just depend on Like, if you're in the teaching company and going in with the two-person teams, it would depend on where you're put that week or that day. So, like, sometimes Mm. you are teaching to high schoolers. Sometimes it's elementary school kids. Sometimes it's middle school kids. Sometimes during your day, you'll do multiple shows at some, like, elementary slash middle school or middle slash high school and do multiple shows for different age groups of audiences.
0: Fair. And did you give any other F slurs while you're doing that, or was that just the one time?
2: No, just the one scripted one that went weird. That's that's it. Are you always were you always cast as the aggressor? Uh, no,
1: not always. They're like, <laughs> all right, you, you have to play the and now you're the I'm always the bully. Why why can't I be? No, or, not or always.
0: On the other side, maybe it was therapeutic for Jason because he got to finally live it on the other side. He's like, yeah, I get take out all that high school aggression. Yeah.
2: Uh, as far as like acting goes, I love playing villains. They're delightful. They're so much fun to play.
0: Oh, yeah, like in wrestling, like, you want to be the heel. You don't want to be the baby face. It's so much more fun to be the heel.
2: Yeah, well, and it's fun to like get to figure out how that person thinks and why they think it's justified, and then find the likable qualities about them. Fair. Yeah. Um, let's see, so climb um oh i also oh, yeah i mean you always would rather be the alan rickman oh, than yeah. the
1: bruce willis oh well,
0: yeah because then you can say i want to meet with mr Takagi." like come on that's so much fun <laughs> <"Takagi."> <laughs> oh.
1: you always would rather be the hans gruber than the john would
0: and um, of course in that movie uh joe cocozella will be ellis oh really <laughs> You're like, come on, Hans, baby. Hey, Hans. Hans, Hans booby, <laughs> Wow, uh,
2: Make
0: a deal here. Huh?
2: I actually had a brief stint, too, somewhere in there where I worked as, like, a sales rep and salesperson for uh, a local, like, a Minnesota vineyard that's uh, based out of Kimball, Minnesota. Ooh. Um Okay. Yeah, so I would go around, and I was only making commissions, so it was really rough. Luckily, I was able to, like, land a contract with the Jungle Theater because I had a friend that worked there, and they would buy, like, a bunch of cases. Um, And I'm good at a lot of things, but sales is not one of them. So I'm going around trying to convince liquor stores to buy um, at least a case of wine from a local Minnesota vineyard. Um, and most of the places are like, oh, we've already got a Minnesota wine. It's Wine Haven. It's back there. It's that one. And like, <laughs> cool.
0: Somehow you're walking out with wine that you didn't bring in.
2: <laughs> like, no. I mean, was it's a really case tricky, of wine. Like, and then you have
0: like another case of wine. Like, what am I supposed to do with all this?
2: So, like, I was a little bit dumb um, and would like try to sample everywhere I went. Cause I'm like, hey, if I'm trying to sell the stuff, like, the people that work there need to know how it tastes. So, like, I would visit, you know, hopefully three or four liquor stores a day, hopefully catch their manager and talk to people or whatever, um, sample out, you know, a bunch of stuff, hope they buy something. And then like, maybe somebody gets something, maybe they don't. Meanwhile, I'm driving around all, with all this stuff in my like little Ford Escort uh, in and out of a storage unit where I'm like hucking like these big old, like these case boxes of wine. It was, it was a gig. Um,
0: Is anyone else picturing that just, just barely scraping? on it, It's so weighted down in the back that, you know.
2: Oh, yeah. You, you just like, you hit a speed bump, <laughs> bump and it beers. sparks.
0: Your, your, your muffler goes off.
2: I mean, like, I would put a lot in there. I would, like, because I hope to sell it and deliver it the same day so I didn't have to take extra trips. Oh, I'd so bring like two sales. cases of each of the, like, six to eight varieties of wine we had and mm. just drive around with it in my car and try to, like, sell it. Mm.
1: Well,
0: I think the jungle one made sense, right? The, the jungle theaters, because oh, part, yeah. you know, even if the wine goes bad, they could turn it into sangria and sell it as jungle juice.
1: Ooh, I would totally watch a, a, a play and drink jungle. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. <laughs> is that really like the
2: it. is that really the thing that's going to make theater more accessible? Is we just need to give people like just a mash of alcohol? You know? Yeah. All right. Well, well yeah. I mean,
1: and like. Uh, I I really loved Spider Man turn off the dark, but that was because I was on MDMA and and, and smoked a bunch of drinks. I'm glad
2: it's not because you like human suffering and abusive actors.
1: No, no, I, okay. I we have Gus got us free tickets.
2: Oh, that's great.
1: Yeah, it was so we had to go. Boy, and,
2: however did you get free tickets to that show? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know about that s- one, Doima? We had better seats than the Wayne's brothers. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Like I'm sure it was super fun when it worked and nobody got hurt.
1: But yeah, nobody. It was like NASCAR. You were waiting for somebody. You were waiting (laughs) for the crash. (laughs) (laughs) At at that
0: point, it's like a hockey game. You're just waiting for the fight.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is. I'm pretty sure we saw like the sixth Spider-Man. It was like they were down to like spider, like spider understudies, understudies, stand-ins, brother.
2: I wonder if all those guys like have a support group where they're just like hanging out like, yeah, you know, Julie Taymor <laughs> fucked up my knee. How about you? Oh man, my back's since I fell off that wall. <laughs> but like everything else she's done has been fucking amazing. So I guess yeah, you screw I, up. I, as I blame Bono. Go ahead. That sounds great. I am.
0: Uh... That's smart. Blame you too. It's great. It's Edgehead productive as well. Um so you're you're doing traveling theater, you're working with kids, you're moving along, you're trying to sell wine, you worked at a caribou.
1: Oh yeah. I uh, I would have loved your guys' traveling theaters version of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark.
2: <laughs> I mean, like we worked at three or four person troops, but it probably would have been great. Uh, <laughs> uh, working the like, as I called it professional friend gig, um at one point I got to be the uh, manager of one of the supportive housing buildings so it was like a building that our company owned that all these people with like various disabilities or whatever needs that they had would rent out and then you'd like try to support them in like living mostly independently in these apartment buildings um mm-hmm. and like awesome. all sorts of stuff like the hardest thing to do with that job was to uh, keep the people that would sell the meth to the vulnerable, pe- vulnerable people out of the building, like yeah. Jesus, yeah, because uh, that's the thing is like you have vulnerable populations that finally get some freedom, and like nobody watching over them, and they can do whatever the fuck they want, and like people will sell shit to whoever will buy shit. Uh, so that was tough um
0: first taste of freedom let's go get let's go get gacked out let's uh
2: i am
1: flabbergasted at the the level of immorality with some drug dealers
2: well so a lot of these people would have pretty um invisible disabilities and so you know it seemed like just a regular person that was like maybe a little bit off or a little bit weird and so like they'd have guests and people over and all this stuff. and like uh, a lot of times there was like one person to cover three or four buildings once it got past like 6 PM. Mm -hmm. So people would just kind of like figure out what the schedule is. And then just like people would come over and stuff. Um, I got really used to calling, uh, that town. I'm trying to like, not give his, not give away many, uh, specifics about where I worked, uh, out of respect, but, um, I got really used to calling that suburban town's uh, sheriff's office to, or sorry, police department to say, Hi, I would like to put a no trespass on this person. And here's what I know about them. In fact, I remember being really happy one day when there was this dude that I was pretty sure was like selling drugs and stuff that I figured out what his name was because he was like selling a car to somebody or something and like wrote out like one of those like hand receipts for the car and i knew what his name was like fuck yeah i got this guy now i can trespass and blah 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 blah." like i was psyched about that um
0: (laughs) just just a police theme song playing in your back
2: (laughs) bad boys what you gonna what you gonna do like, like, I, like, I knew it. this guy was bad news and like doing things that were not good for my residents. And like, mm-hmm. I cared about my residents. I still care about them. I think about them a lot. Uh, there's one guy that would like call me and talk on the phone. I started keeping track of how long the calls would be because I think like the record was like an hour and 15 minutes <laughs> I'd just be kind of like actively listening as much as I could. And he'd ask questions just often enough that I couldn't, like, try to do some, like, paperwork or something while I was talking to him.
0: Oh, you couldn't Um, couldn't quite double double it.
2: Right. And, like, sometimes it'd be complaints and sometimes it'd be, like, the same stuff I've heard all over the like, over and over again and all sorts of stuff. Like, the dude was a talker. Same dude one day. I am, like, upstairs, like, just outside one other resident's door talking to them about to go back down to the office. He comes in the building and he looks at me and he says... I've got a $100, and I'm going to get me a prostitute. And me and this other Aha. resident look at each other, and we're like, what? And the other oh, guy's yeah. like, bro, you really were going to say that right out loud with Jason right here? Like, you're <laughs> going to do that?
0: And he's like, oh, sorry, escort.
2: I, oh, no, he was like, <laughs> I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going like, to just, like, kept going, and, like, I can't do anything about it, because all he's saying is he's going to get one. I don't know, like, who it is, what she looks like, if he's got a regular, like does he have a plan? I was pretty sure like dude had somebody for this, but like no, he's just, just gonna like, go
0: out. He's just gonna go out and just uh just one.
2: yeah,
0: yep. we all know we all know the mean streets of Maple Grove have lots of prostitutes <laughs> on the corners. They're just they're lousy with them.
2: Uh it's not maple grove.
0: Uh, uh, it's White Bear Lake, I get it. All right. Yeah, uh,
2: whatever.
0: <laughs> I'm, to, I'm just thinking of who <laughs> is a Dinah? We all know the the best yeah. prostitutes are in a diner.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That job was crazy. Um, the thing that kind of like I was getting burnt out on it. It was kind of looking for side gigs. Uh, I ended up working at uh, Steamship Games for like one or two days a week. Would like work some weekend shifts there, um, and. Was like looking for my way out because I worked there as like manager of a building. And then I was like, this is a lot of stuff, and I'm having trouble managing it all. Could somebody else be the manager? And I could just go back to being like a worker that works with all these people. And they're like, sure. So I actually trained in my boss on how to be my boss. Hey.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, there's a uh, rule that says that.
0: Cool. What's this rule? uh Jason says there's a rule that he gets an extra hour for lunch.
1: Yes,
0: <laughs> you're just put, you're putting in things like uh, Jason gets a hundred percent discount. What? That doesn't seem. Uh, he t- but he was my guy. Who trained me.
2: Yeah, you still got to use the managerial bathroom. <laughs> so, like the worst day working for them, um, it's like kind of in two parts. Like the night before, there was this dude that was like. We were pretty sure deciding to not take his meds. We were pretty sure he like was up to something. Wasn't like allowing the nurse to like talk to him really. But he otherwise seemed to be doing kind of okay. Like he had a part-time job at the gas station, like a couple blocks away. Um, so
0: prostitute life was good.
2: Uh, no, different guy, but sure. Um,
0: <laughs> I just assumed all of them got prostitutes at a certain point. It, it was like, spread like wildfire. Only the
2: one dude was vocal about it. Uh, the rest (laughs) of them, I'm like, if I don't know what's happening, it doesn't exist. And that's really better peace of mind for me. Uh, but this guy, uh, had a like temporary case manager because his main case manager, a social worker person was like on vacation. So there's this temple that I've worked with him, knew him, known him a little bit, who was like, Hey, he's been off his meds. Um, I need to come talk to him tomorrow. i let him know I'm coming tomorrow. So, like, I'm just about leaving for the day, and I see this guy walk back in, and I know he's supposed to have, like, a shift at the gas station. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, oh, yeah, they didn't need me or something. And I'm like, okay, well, you know about this meeting that, you know, whomever set up, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, I got to figure it out, or I'm going to do it. I'm like, hey, do you want to talk about what you want to say or anything like that? And he looks at me, he grins, he goes, no, I got a plan. And I'm like, okay. And so I leave. Uh, The next day, dude's not there. Uh, His closets are cleared out. Like, everything's pretty bare. This social worker and I and my boss that I trained, and uh, the nurse are all kind of, like, there. And we had, like, something wrong with the copier. So me and the, like, you know, actual building manager now uh, decided to just, like, stick around until they were done with the copier because we couldn't leave people that were, like, not part of the business and not residents in the building, right? So we're sticking around. We're talking about how we're just like super psyched to get some Taco Bell. Um, we're about to leave. It's about one o'clock. And then we see dude's car pull up. Uh, now, a thing I neglected to mention about this guy until just now is he literally on paper had a de- de- designation as mentally ill and dangerous. So this case manager, who I thought was like maybe overreacting a little bit was like, um, all right, you need to call the police now. As soon as he gets here, call the police. So I'm like going outside, making a phone call, finding excuses to go back in, call the police to let them know what's going on. Meet a police officer over here, go back there. Um, and I go back down to the office because like case managers there, the actual building managers there, I don't need to be another cook in the kitchen. I'm sitting in the office. And that's fine. Um, And then I hear three loud, what can only be described as gunshot pops. And the first thought I had was like, well, they didn't reach for their taser. Um, So I start walking towards the door that that's there. And a temporary case manager lady is like, pound, 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 pound on the door. I'm like, oh, that's weird. What's going on? She must be really shocked. I bet they shot this dude. She goes and she's like he's got a gun, he's got a gun, he's got a gun. So this guy had brought um, like a break action, like single shot shotgun and had put it in the back seat of his car and like got like seven or eight shots off running around our building, uh, hit a cop and like some like shrapnel or something caught like one of my coworkers on the leg. I like, let that lady in. It was going to like try to like go grab other people to get inside the building. She's like, no, 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 stay in the office. Like don't. had another coworker, like run in uh, the nurse, like shortly after. And we just like sat there while we like listened to these shots. Um, They took him in alive. And then the rest of the day, uh, the worst thing about having something like that happen, isn't like the stress of it happening. It's the fact that once your area is under investigation for that, the police, like, cordon off anywhere that could be involved with it, and you just don't get to fucking leave. And if your car's parked within that, you don't get to get your car, because that's part of an investigation until at least the next day. Yeah. Uh, so I'm in this building, not having had lunch. Um, we're not supposed to take food or gifts or anything from the residents, but, like, one lady was like, no, I've got a bunch of soup made, and this whole stupid thing happened. I'm going to feed you." Thankfully. But, like, I even went outside and, like, they bitch at me, like, hey, what are you doing outside? We told you to wait inside. We like, I was just going to ask if I could get a pizza delivered or something. I'm uh-huh. like, nope. Can't contaminate the crime scene. So, like, we wait around for a while. They interview everybody that was involved. And it was, like, 6.30 or 7 o'clock or so before um, we were given, like, the okay. And, like, they'd investigated enough that I got to leave. So yeah, that was that was the worst day of work probably. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> like
0: I don't now, know. Where now? Where where do we go? So do uh, do you, do you deal with any Karens or?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: We that's uh...
2: Uh, well okay. So let me <laughs> let me end on a couple of lighter stories about the same about a diff, different person, but these last two stories are about the same guy. Okay. Um, okay. There's this older dude that uh, had been homeless for 19 years of his life. And when people are homeless that long, it like gets into their skin and their blood like people get institutionalized from prison. Right. Mm-hmm. So like this dude did not know how to shut off his hustle brain. Um, he did not come off as a particularly intelligent person for various reasons. But like gears were always turning and that dude could read people like no one else. Mm-hmm. I literally watched him. Uh, we had this rule because I would work with him one day a week and a standard ILS meeting would be like somewhere between like one and three, maybe four, if you've got a big thing to do that day hours. Um, I had room in my schedule for Friday for seven hours straight. And this dude really liked me. So I would go on what I'd call adventure Fridays with him, which would <laughs> be like, I would hang out for him for, for seven hours straight and take buses wherever the fuck he wanted to go. Cause we don't drive a residence Uh, And sometimes we would take buses from West St. Paul around where he lived to um, White Bear Lake to go to the really cool uh, Salvation Army there. And we'd be there for four hours. Um, (laughs) One day, the other rule that it had was like, um, I was like, I'm not going to get lunch and I'm not going to eat lunch. I'm not going to get anything from any restaurant. Unless you can get something there, too, because dude's really good at manipulating people and getting things for free for people. And I don't want to be like getting my fries and having looking like, oh, well, you know, I'm kind of hungry. Can I please have some fries or something?
1: Yeah. So
2: <laughs> The rule was on Adventure Fridays, uh, my name, not his. I never told him I called him that, but um, he had to get lunch before I would get lunch anywhere. So he's like, hey, let's go to this taco place. All right. All right. But you have to be able to get lunch. Do you have any money? He's like, Oh, don't worry about it. Okay. But like, you're going to be able to afford getting tacos. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I watched this man walk up to a counter and start a conversation with, I know I already owe you $10, but I was wondering if I could get some tacos. And at that point I just like, kind of like step away and back off and like go off somewhere else. Um, Three minutes later, I watched the dude hand him an order slip. (laughs) <laughs> and him getting blind, and I'm like, "All right, cool. Three shrimp tacos, please."
0: Uh, I'd gladly pay you Taco Tuesday
1: <laughs>
0: for a taco
2: today. So,
1: oh, Taco Wimpy,
2: yeah. Uh, my <laughs> last day working with that dude. Um, now, this guy like had a just a keen interest in yard sales looking in people's garages one time we were walking between like uh the grocery store and his apartment building and we were taking alleys because it was like quicker and this dude had his door wide open and we're walking by and dude asked him he's like excuse me sir or no first he says hey jason do you mind if i ask him a question And i say you know you should probably leave him alone he's just minding his own business in his garage and you know before i even get that sentence finished he's saying excuse me sir i have a question for you and the guy's like yeah what do you happen to have any brass lamps for sale and the guy says no i don't have any brass lamps I was like oh okay thank you we walked till i'm pretty sure we're out of earshot i'm like dude what made you think to ask that guy if he had any brass lamps and he goes well you never know which is right you don't you don't until you ask um the very <laughs> last day i was working with this dude we were checking out a yard sale and at the yard sale there was a bunch of like little ice fishing poles and he took an interest in them that, that day. Um, were they brand But uh, he realized there were ice fishing what? poles and not regular fishing poles right as he about to buy them. So he turns around in this alley where this uh, garage sale is happening and literally asks the dude in the garage across the way who's like working on his fishing boat or something if he's got a fishing pole for sale. And is talking with the guy, and the guy's like super enamored with him, and apparently a mega fishing enthusiast. So he takes this spare reel and this spare rod and puts them together and says, you don't need to pay me anything. Just get me a picture of you with a fish that you catch with this.
1: <laughs>
2: and I'm like, just like in my mind, I'm like, how does he do this stuff? He's like, Well, he approached know?
0: the fisherman and he goes, hey, listen, I know I owe you 10 bucks.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yes, i already i know i already owe you 10 fish 10 so fish but... remember
2: these are adventure fridays right uh yeah. seven hour days working with this person and this was on about hour one and a half so we still had the rest of the day and usually one of the things we did was he would like take all of his uh pent up like needs money for groceries, et cetera, et cetera. And just like buy as many groceries as possible Mm -hmm. to the point where like we'd be buying stuff. He would have more than is on his gift cards and he'd be like, hey, can you take this thing off? Hey, can you take this thing off until he got to the right number? (laughs) Um, Not to mention, dude just took a long time in anywhere because he was interested in everything. So I'm like trying to help him keep track of stuff and all that and grocery trips. But previously we had bought this fishing pole. So that had to come with us on the bus because we weren't going to no. like walk back to his apartment and go. Um, so he's wandering a grocery store with the shopping cart and I'm carrying his fishing pole. <laughs> and there's like at least five people that asked me if I caught anything. <laughs> like just hanging around, just professional friending, holding onto this dude's fishing pole, doing mental math to make sure he's not spending too much on groceries. Even though he's going to get more than what I tell him he can get anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. I caught this, him, he, and, he, he, and then
1: you point your thumb to the guy. Yeah, this is what I caught. The only
2: thing I caught. <laughs> I wish he, I would have thought of that. He, he made you. He
0: made you sit in the frozen fish section for a minute. <laughs> Even like, better, he puts a bo- He takes the reel and he puts a little box of Vanda camps.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Like,
0: Catch of the like, day. And then he he takes like, a picture yeah, he's yeah, is he a like a guy. hustler
2: now because he lived on the street so long. But like, he really is like a good soul and like a nice dude and looks out for other people. Uh, same guy one day, we were like stopping at a coffee shop and across the street at a bus stop, there was somebody that was like, lay the fuck out, like they had drank too much. And mm. guys, a recovered alcoholic for like all of the things that he gets into and how he doesn't manage his diabetes and all these other things, he still would never touch a drink. And looks out for people that do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So this guy's way too drunk and says, uh, "Hey, we should call somebody about him." And like said it a couple of times until I called police to check this guy out. And then he made sure we sat there and waited until the police were done with the guy to make sure like nothing happened. So good dude, but like super go. interesting and like <laughs> it was always an adventure on adventure. Fridays.
1: Yeah, that does sound like a that sounds like a fun way to spend your Friday, man. Yeah, it was kind of great. In in a very different way than anyone would normally spend a Friday. And it sounds delightful.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, he'd often be like kind of aggravating, but like he was also like really charming. And like I'd have to like talk him, try to tell him, and he never would listen to like stop trying to set me up with any random woman that he saw. So like I could tell he liked me. Just uh yeah so that gig that gigs a lot um uh so like then the um terrible day happened with the like dude with the shotgun which kind of burnt me out and i eventually got into substitute teaching um which is yeah, funny there's less like, guns there oh, yeah yeah generally mm-hmm. um i i've not experienced anything with a gun in a classroom thankfully in my teaching career um i started out subbing like elementary school kids which is great the thing that always drove me nuts is and, you know uh this time year of our lord 2018 uh there are still kindergartners that know who freddie krueger is what yeah so i would introduce myself as mr krueger and sometimes kindergartners and first graders would get scared and be like mr krueger like freddie krueger and i'd be like no i'm nicer than him he spells his last name wrong things Freddy's like that." my brother. Um, so (laughs) that's a different
0: kind of of adventure Friday.
2: (laughs) Kindergartners and first graders. I started just introducing myself as Mr. K. Um,
0: (laughs) What do you mean? Like special K? And you're like, wait, how do you know about that?
2: What's special K? Uh, Let me tell you something. If you are ever in a position where you have to teach children and they say something inappropriate, the best power move you can possibly make is to play dumb and ask them to explain it. Because either they don't know what it means or they have to say something that's kind of embarrassing to themselves to explain it. And then you can just very, you know, like very matter of factly go, Do you think that's appropriate for right now and right here? Okay, well, let's not talk about that.
0: It It just. But the audience, uh, to be fair, Jason does the same thing at the Monday Night Comedy show. (laughs) He's he's like, Do you know what that means?
2: (laughs) Do you? Do you?
0: Will you please explain it to me? (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, actually, next time you have a chance, I really want you to do that at the Monday Night
1: Comedy. <laughs> so, someone you, you know you can like, mess with. Just Matthew Joyma. Like... you stop, you put those scissors down, and you do not cut that girl girl <laughs> comedian's hair. But she pushed me. Call me a name. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, Mr. Only... K, you can also you can also Alan Rickman it. And, <laughs> hello class, I am Mr. Kruger. Hans Kruger.
0: Hans Kruger. And then you're, yeah. Well, that's ironic because didn't you have a, Um, or what, not you, but wasn't fearless labs. Didn't they do like a a Christmas thing with John McClain and,
2: uh, Oh, so that is totally different. That's a local theater artist named, uh, Josh Carson. And Josh Carson used to be a co-producer of the Monday night comedy show, Mm. but he's been doing a very diehard Christmas for like a number of years. I've never gotten to see it, see it because I've either like gotten word about it and about getting tickets too late and they sell out. Or I've been involved in uh, other holiday shows, usually uh, in Klingon.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, I mixed up Star Trek and Die Hard. It happens a lot.
2: I'm sure it does. They're they're the sassy
0: sister uh, movies to each other. We all (laughs) know First Contact and Die Hard, practically the same movie. (laughs) Uh,
1: Okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, Deep Space Nine, Deep Space with a
2: Vengeance. (laughs) <laughs> can we we match can we match Die Hard inside? Voyager
0: or Die Trying?
2: I'm pretty sure there's yes. at least one uh, Deep Space Nine episode that is basically an episode of Die Hard. There's got to be at least one episode where like the bad forces take over the whole station and like Chief O'Brien's going through the I'll air ducts. The and stuff. No,
0: it's actually uh, in, a, in a in a in a in a twist. It's actually Cork. He yeah. has to be the savior that uh, that mug going through the, the vent shaft.
2: My favorite thing about DS9 is pops. Roms. Come
0: to the space station, have a little fun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing about DS9 is Roms, I go from being pretty pathetic to like the most awesome dude ever arc. like. <laughs>
0: uh, so before we go into our next segment, is there any other uh, stories or things that stick out from your, your various careers or uh, uh do uh, you want to go even earlier, pre-college jobs, anything like that?
2: Uh, no, I think post-college jobs have got plenty of, of stories, and those are the ones I remember better. Um, so just before I took on the uh, building sub gig, I worked at another campus that was for uh, students that are like 18 through 21, which is like a post-high school transitions thing in the program, because mm. um, they needed uh, they, basically educational assistance, but for that, they call them job coaches. So I was working as a job coach, um, got along really well. Everybody liked me right away. I was technically working through the uh, substitute teaching agency. So like some days I would just like not have work because there was a day off of school. And instead of getting paid for it like they did, I wouldn't, whatever. But um, every Friday, there would be some outing we'd go on in the community. And the first Friday, the outing we decided to go on was let's just walk around North St. Paul and get to know where some stuff is. We're going to go to something and we're going to get ice cream and something else. So one of the students is like partially verbal. And one of the other job coaches is going over like what his order of his day is. And he knows there's ice cream, but they're not going to Dairy Queen. But the closest thing on his like board of visuals is like a DQ, right? Little Mm -hmm. Dairy Queen DQ symbol. All right, cool. We get to the end of the day. This uh I'm one-on-one with this dude. I've been assigned as a one-to-one with this dude. Um dude veers off the beaten path with everybody else because we stopped in this gas station for a moment for something. Um he decides he wants ice cream because he saw that ice cream was happening, and the holiday symbol, or the dairy queen symbol, are like actually kind of similar <laughs> uh, when you think about it.
0: Color scheme for sure.
2: Yeah. And so he like grabs an ice cream treat out of the freezer thing and starts unwrapping. I'm like, Hey, you can't have that. Hey, you can't do that. Hey, we have to pay for it. Okay. You've eaten it. Now we have to go pay. And I'm like, do you have any money? And he like shakes his head. And I'm like, well, so how, how are we going to pay them for this? And he points at me and I'm like, no, I'm not buying it. Um, eventually like dude just kind of like left and I'm like talking to the attendant, like, I'm sorry. So I follow him. I'm wandering around and, um, eventually I'm able to find the park where everybody lands and I catch up with everybody. And this dude suddenly is just like super low energy and grouchy and whatever. I find out that he's like lactose intolerant. So he can only have like certain ice cream things. And he just like straight up ate an ice cream treat out of this thing. So he's like, going to feel kind of nasty for a minute. Like he can have some dairy, but not a lot. And like, this is more than he should have had. I also come to find out that dude did indeed have his money on him. Oh, (laughs) so yeah, he was just like trying to scam me. Yeah, he had gotten dysregulated. so they found his money. Um, He might have left it at school and not had it on him at the time, but he did indeed bring money. So, Mm. like, one of the other teacher case managers, you know, got his money and like walked and paid for it at the gas station. But that was it. Was like my first like big outing. I'm like the new guy who's technically, you know, the hired gun. And like, there I am. And my dude and I just like went way <laughs> off of the plan. And it was a very educational day. Um, uh, yeah.
0: To be fair, I understand the mix up between the holiday and uh, the Dairy Queen. Because, you know, at hey. holiday, if they don't pour the gas upside down, uh, you get your gallon for free.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I do love the kids' hustle of you. Oh it's yeah. Like eat the ice cream and then ask for forgiveness later.
0: No, yeah. that's 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 the move.
1: Uh, and you
0: always <laughs> eat the ice cream first. Duh.
1: Um, you got to pay for it, bro. I I know. I ate the ice cream.
2: So you're the, the response.
0: Respons- he's he's just pulling on it. <laughs> as much as you're upset by it, you have to kind of respect the kids, the kid there. You're a little bit like oh,
2: yeah. like most of my stories that are really, really frustrating moments as a teacher are really funny about an hour later, right? Oh, <laughs> um, and one of the things I've gotten used to, like as a substitute teacher, and also just modeling for these kids, most of which are autistic, um, that making mistakes is okay and making mistakes is a part of learning. So a lot of times I'll be like, you know, I'll read a lesson plan wrong or I'll move to a slide too soon or I'll do something out of order. And a student will call me out and I'll be like, oh, yeah, looks like Mr. Kruger made a mistake. It's not the first time. It's not going to be the last. Oh, Mr. Kruger made a mistake. Well, that happens sometimes. <laughs> um, that happened in one particular class. And it was just like really charming student, too. It's just like very lovely person. Uh I say something about making a mistake and she says, Mr. Kruger, you always sometimes make mistakes. And I say, yes, you are right. I do always you sometimes out? make mistakes. <laughs> it was like the most true thing I have heard from a student ever. <laughs> um, the other really fun thing about teaching is when you can get away with saying things that, uh, and it does actually fly over the teenager's head. Um, I had one student who's like somebody in basically like my homeroom. So I know him pretty well. And he comes in with, like, this weird little glowy putty, and he's like, ah, Mr. Kruger, this is your brain. And I'm like, oh, it's my brain? Well, be nice to it. I need to think and stuff. He's like, look at how small it is. And a colleague, one of the educational assistants, is sitting right there. And I go, you know, I've found that with brains, oftentimes it isn't how big it actually is, but it matters a lot more what you do with it. <laughs> <laughs> and my colleague's just like, they're like, Biting her lip, and the kid doesn't get it, and I'm just like, oh, I win. Um You're gonna remember this t-
1: five years from now, and you're yeah. gonna ah, cooler Oh, he's yeah. got that. He's uh, got that
0: BBE, that BBE, that big brain energy. That's that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Jason, yeah. we don't just exist on this podcast to talk about kids eating ice cream and making you pay for it, having to do adventure Fridays with fishing rods, and and the like. No. No, this is the awful service podcast. One of the things we do is we exist to battle the scourge that is known as Karen's. Mm-hmm. But before we go into Perfect. our next segment, Jason Kruger. Ka-ka. Um <laughs> sorry, it, if you don't know, we're not going to even tell you. You have to figure it out. Got mm-hmm. to go to the Monday night comedy show, and that's how you that's how you'll figure out why we went ka you, you just this it's big advertisement for MNCs. It's all Yeah, you'll be cooler
2: segments. then.
0: It'd be way cooler. You will be um, way
2: cooler.
0: Wake, if you be way cooler if you went, man. Um but we yeah, we exist to battle the scourge that is known as Karen's. But we always like to ask our guest, Jason, how would you define a Karen?
2: Uh just in general, for like any walk of life or business, just yep. like what is a Karen dictionary? How do you define it? How do I define a Karen? Um uh, I would say somebody with inflexible thinking, uh high sense of entitlement, and um Hmm. inflexible thinking big sense of entitlement and an inability to realize they are wrong about something i think that's
1: that's fair
0: well jason each and every week we look at different google reviews facebook reviews yelp reviews sometimes it's a tweet or a handwritten note and it's a segment we call the karen of the week
1: this is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my God, Karen. Oh my God, Karen. This one's Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my God, Karen. Oh my god, Karen. This one's Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my God, Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my God, Karen. Oh my god, Karen. Oh my god. Karen. Oh my god, Karen. Karen. This one's Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my god, Karen.
0: Each and every week, fellow contributor, third mic, and general saint of a human being, Rebecca Wilson, dramatically reenacts one of these Karen complaints. And here's Rebecca with the Karen of the week.
2: So normally I don't complain, but today, well, after lots of thoughts on the matter, I think it should be known... Multiple employees saw this guy sitting at his table with a baby possum. The possum was on the table eating off his tray, and not one word was said to him about leaving the restaurant. Very bad for business I won't be going back to Arby's on beep and right now I won't be going to any Arby's have a bad taste in my mouth for this
1: I actually have no problem with this
2: carrot I so like let people live their lives is what I have to say personally what I
0: mean come on look at that baby possum
2: Oh, that is adorable.
0: No, no, that
2: was a joke.
1: Would you complain about seeing that? Shut her mouth. Yeah, I want it in the box. (laughs) If it's in the box, I'm okay. Out of the box, I because now you're just spreading what the employee is going to come around with that bucket and the rag and just spread that baby possum. It's not wearing a little baby possum diaper. Like, you should have that if it's in his pocket. That's one thing. It's on the table. It's on the table. It's on the tray. It's eating off the tray. Like I have, I have problems with this. I have no problem with this. I don't even call this lady a Karen, nor she does not complain.
2: I'm more okay with it because it's a baby possum. For some yeah, reason, like to an me, adult it's possum. like way grosser if it's like a full grown like adult possum. Just oh, like- an, an adult possum that knows
1: where to uh, that that knows an Arby's table is not a good place to take a piss and or
2: shit. I, I defy
1: this little to show baby me. possum knows how to like uh, like oh the proper etiquette when eating at an Arby's.
0: <laughs> um, I think you 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 said the quiet part out loud. Proper etiquette at eating at an Arby's.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's I didn't know that exists. What, what etiquette, Joe? Please
0: wait to take to take a uh, to take a, a beat from Kruger, Please explain to me what the proper etiquette at eating at an Arby's would be, Joe.
1: Okay, I well. Look, I I love the baby possum. It's adorable. I don't get me wrong. I like I'm not a monster. It's cute as shit. The guy like but the guy seems to be on his cellular telephone there. We see him. Well, I, the like,
0: one he's just eating.
1: Yeah, he's one picture he's feeding the baby possum. The other I do photo,
0: love in the first photo by the way that baby possum is staring down the Karen taking the photo. <laughs>
1: yeah, like the, bitch. What?
0: I'm adorable. I I I can't get rabies because my, my body temperature is too low. <laughs> true, it's staring true. at
1: her like go
2: ahead. Go yeah. ahead, post this and see see how the
1: internet see, who see who the internet signs with. I'm yeah. a baby fucking possum.
2: Do y'all remember that old saying is like take a picture, it'll last longer. Uh like cell phones ruin that, right? Like you can't say that because then they'll be like, Oh, that's a great idea.
0: <laughs> that's good. That's good. I, I just, the I, reason I think it's Karen is the fact that they, she should have just called the Arby's. Yeah. Or contacted the, the Arby's directly. But to, to go on and do a one star review and I, then to. And then I think to she was just trying
1: that. to get uh, a viral review. Maybe. I, I
2: think honest, she was
1: going for the viral review.
2: This is honestly the one time it would have been less Karen to talk to the manager first.
0: Yeah. I. I could have been like, "Hey, I, can you can you not can you not let the?" Like, I can
2: also understand anybody's is the point video? of view where they're like, "That's an animal on a table. That's gross." Like, I get yes. that, but like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it I can be cleaned afterward.
1: But it's not going to be properly cleaned. It's it, it's the bucket with the rag. He's going to rag the table, and he's going to fucking put that possumy pissy bucket in, right back in the bucket, and onto the next table. So he's just passing it around the whole fucking store. Oh,
2: like, I, this is. <laughs> I figured they'd have like the spray bottle of steramine or whatever and do it that way, and then wipe it down. I hey, what it regardless that that all
1: could have been avoided. Possum fits perfectly, baby possum in the pocket, boom, feeding
2: it a little curly fry, feeding it a little fucking horsey sauce maybe it Let's doesn't want to be in the pocket. I think you are making assumptions just because that animal's a marsupial, yeah.
0: How dare you, yeah, marsupial? I, explain us.
2: I, I should have. Uh, what I wanted to see
1: from this lady is the cell phone video where it's like, "Why do you think it's okay to have a, a fucking baby <laughs> possum in an base? And then I want to see uh, the face of the guy, like, "Get your fucking camera out of my face, bitch!" And then you know, I want to see that shit. I want. And to then see
0: the baby possum's fucking... crying, and there's a whole like.
1: Let's go, Brandon. Like you okay. know what I mean? It's gonna be like a whole fucking thing. Cause this guy that's got the possum's a fucking psychopath. He's not a normal human being. Like he's I, but he's eating at Arby's. Joe, it's Arby's. I know, I know. Yeah. I like everybody's is... focusing on the adorableness of the baby possum and not Maybe the monster it's... that the the monster of a human being that brought the possum into an Arby's. Maybe, Maybe this is guy emotional is like
0: support the... marsupial. Did you ever think of that? <laughs>
1: Somebody... <laughs> I don't needs... see a vest. I don't see a vest. <laughs>
2: Maybe it's like the guy that gets a dog to meet women, but he's like, "But I just want to meet like the weird, really interesting ones." I know that's baby when you possum. get a ferret. You get a, a ferret, ferret
1: like a normal psycho. And a ferret smell bad, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, baby possums are fucking way, way better on the the stinky
2: baby meter. Look, nobody has ever introduced me to the smell of a possum, so I couldn't really comment. Siri, what smells worse, a baby possum or a
1: ferret? I'm kidding. I didn't... A
0: Ferret I can... smells worse, Joe. What?
1: <laughs> yeah, my my Siri just disappoints me.
0: <laughs> Siri is just like, um, we we. I told you to quit asking dumb questions.
1: Like... She's, te- she's like a the dumbest 1950s secretary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, much like me, apparently picking this as a Karen of the week. Sometimes we have to ask ourselves. G, why did it fail?
1: Hmm. Everything was squared away. Everything was squared away. I had my plan down. I had my plan down. I thought I was here to stay. I thought I was here to stay. Now, now I, I have, have to, to figure, figure out why G why, G, why did it fail?
0: G, why did it fail is a segment we do where we look at different restaurants, uh, menu items, and let's face it, ever since we switched to a video format... We're looking at commercials and training videos, and honestly, I—if you know us—and by the—if you're listening to this episode, you should, because uh, we're we're amazing. Um, we love ourselves a good pitchman. Uh, any anyone who can really oh, sell us on yes. something, get us really—and and last week, we discovered something amazing out of Chicago, and we have to keep going with it. So okay. Jason, there's a. There's yeah, maybe ins- that's what
1: that guy at the Arby's was. He was just a pitch man for a fucking. You like know, what, you know what? I, I would
2: like as little context on this as possible. Oh,
0: okay. yeah. All i are going to say is it's for an insurance company in Chicago. And Great. that is
2: okay.
0: all we're going to do. And it's we're back. We're back to Eagleman.
1: Ah, the Eagleman.
0: <laughs> not gee, why did it fail? It's the best car on the lot. No. All- I don't. What's going on over there? That's Freak. And she's going to be selling her some car insurance today. (laughs) You'll buy our insurance,
1: or you won't get the car.
2: What's that? It must be Eagle Man. I've got something for you. (laughs)
0: Yeah, can't beat these.
1: Eagle quotes the lowest rates available, so don't buy well, your insurance a freak deal? But did they? Did they just let our last favorite pitchman do? You can't beat these.
0: <laughs> I of. That
1: sounded like our uh, old friend. Big,
0: that's a big Mark Norman energy, right it's, there. Yeah,
1: and it's, so why did? Okay, again the the man eagle shoots out eggs why was yeah. there a puff of
2: smoke when well, he shot he, them out like a, a fucking he's, shot He's, like he's a, a super because freedom joe kozallo because freedom freedom also i
0: love how it was in one one of the commercials what we watched it was eagle woman which made sense for the egg laying but they went back to eagle man
1: eagle man um, right
0: also i love it. it's freak you freak auto you. sales
2: and, and these people went there to buy today's special. Yeah. Like, I am just really impressed at the production in as much that it looks like it is bad acting dubbed over by even worse voice acting. <laughs> and that is that is just astounding.
0: And I love it. So like, they're, like this guy is trying to sell them a Chevy Corsica.
2: And he's got bigger than Mr. T. But like, and watch done. this. Watch this, and tell me it doesn't look like one of those Bruce Lee movies that they dubbed over poorly. But oh, everything's sure. in English.
0: And then, okay. like, they're like, they're like, what, what's up with her? As a, there's a woman dragging uh, another woman into the office, like, I don't want this. Which that is problematic alone.
1: And then, uh, and, and, and then the, the, oh, that's
0: the freak.
1: And the freak just has a giant Yosemite Sam mustache. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: yeah. <laughs> This guy thinks it's so funny and. Oh, so also, the customer customers tied up.
2: I didn't realize she was tied up until the end when she was tied up. So I thought that was like a really weird continuity error. But like now I see she was tied up from the beginning. But like
1: mm.
0: even, even funnier, they're not talking insurance or anything. She's playing solitaire with
2: giant giant playing cards, and the Joker pops up when she starts telling what it's going to cost. Did you notice that? Yeah. Oh, oh yes, cool. because they
1: also, had to make that point.
0: I like that the the woman in the commercial who I assume and a works. A
2: skull on her desk. Did you guys note the skull on yeah. her desk? Oh, I see it now. That's really really good set dressing to like sell the fact that this is the villain. She's story. the freak.
0: She's the freak, of the, the bad freak. guy, wearing a leather vest, uh, a vi- a golf visor, uh, Ben Franklin spectacles, mm-hmm. and, and a Yosemite Teddy... sand mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a I ten
1: a, gallon mustache. I
0: was gonna I was gonna go Teddy Roosevelt, but the, either way, yeah. <laughs> staring down because we get a
2: screenshot of that. I also wonder is she somebody that works for the company or is this some poor actor that has to put this on her resume now? Oh no,
1: I Both. this this is like the wife of the husband that owns the company. They like run this together, I'm assuming.
0: cause I think she has been in other commercials actually. Okay. Yeah, but then it like, goes through and then oh yeah. Oh bull whip in the background. Must
1: be
2: Eagle Man. Yeah. Right, it looks like it's dubbed over. in already bad performance, and the dub is bad too.
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to find all the stuff. Oh, there's a and it's Freak You Auto Insurance Bullwhip, and then Eagleman bursts in the door, and he goes, oh, "I've got something for you," and then just bends over and Blast! two. But what's even more impressive is that they were they were they were like it was two eggs going at the same time
1: side by side yeah it simultaneously. wasn't like a, a, yeah it wasn't, it wasn't like, like a, pop pop a it was like yeah it wasn't one barrel then the second barrel and they just flew out together that's maybe
2: that's why there was all that dust
1: <laughs> and the
2: smile on the actress's face at the end of that commercial definitely reeks of uh um, arranged marriage had, yes like <laughs> <laughs> i'm here and i'm happy because i've been told to be here and happy we, so we're getting out of here. Like we have another spotting
0: team? of Eagleman by the way, because we got another uh, yes. commercial. Let's, let's go. This guy, by the way, by the way, before we start, it's two women and a guy who kind of looks like the Rock, but the Rock before he got all the muscles.
1: Yeah, it does look like Little Rock.
0: <laughs> Little Rock. This is Arkansas. Right, this Little rock. rock.
2: Honey, it looks like we found our new home. Sorry, honey, we can't afford this one.
1: What's that? It must be Eagle Man!
2: (gasps) I've got something for you. Look! He's spurting his eggs!
1: (laughs) He's what?
0: Wording his eggs? Yeah,
1: he's an (sighs) egg-spurt. Oh my god, he's spurting his eggs. Yes, he's an expert. Wow. I've got really? something like for we... you. This is how bad
2: pornos. I'm surprised right. there isn't I like was an... just going to say like you could you could cut like an era appropriate like adult movie into this pretty easily I've mm-hmm. got something for you I also love that they diversified
0: they weren't just they're not just insurance anymore for vehicles now they do home loans
1: okay I uh since we were talking about Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark I, I would be hilarious to like if we did any research and there was like this was the sixth Eagleman because they kept, <laughs> fa- they kept falling off the fucking roof while they were spurting during like, the
2: the big spurting scene? You'd think with, like, when he appears on the roof, they would, like, do some kind of editing technique and not just rely on the strength of the actor's reactions because ah. you shouldn't have relied on the strength ah. of those reactions.
1: Ah, my roof!
2: I've got something for you from this roof, like... He's, he's making this, like, Jerry Lewis pose, like... Ah. <laughs> Like he's kind of like doing the Louis C.K. thing, but for laying eggs. He just like does it without consent, without asking. Like, hey, I got something for you. Eggs.
1: I got something for you.
2: Allow me to spurt this thing out of my body at you. You know you want it. He's an egg.
1: Okay, so I love that they like one of the mainstays of this commercial is for the two eggs to uh, to always have to land on some girl's chest that she holds like Dolly Parton tits.
2: Oh my God. I never even realized. Yeah. (laughs) It's in every commercial.
1: They have to just go,
2: look what he gave me. Like, do you think this guy was, like, somebody that went into business and got a business major because his dad wanted him to? And then he's like, well, when I get my own business, I'll act in my own commercials. <laughs>
1: and they're going to have
2: giant tits, Dad.
1: And they're going to be giant eggs, Dad. Yeah, by the way, get-
0: I love that in every – okay, so it, 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 both of the commercials, both of the eggs happened to land on a woman's chest. And it was yes. to make her look Dolly Parton-esque. Yes.
1: So it's it's the theme of this. It's this this whoever owns Eagle Home Loans,
0: and they and like the and then they, 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 they the, the eggs roll off the roof,
1: which doesn't have. By the way, uh, it, there was no uh, gutters there, so that's going to yeah. have, have terrible fucking leaky foundations. So I wouldn't buy
0: that house. The the, the resale value is going to be hard on that. Hard on. Hey. hey, speaking of those, it's hey.
2: like the agent or whatever on the left of our screen. Mm-hmm. Um, she's smiling at the camera. Her look at the camera is like, I know this is just a fucking paycheck. <laughs> like she is this she's doing a face- job and she's going home and she's never doing this thing again. Now, she's, she's not like, a real estate agent.
1: She's like, uh, they gave her that coat and she's <laughs> like, is this the face that a real estate agent makes?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, when these came out. What? Uh, when were these commercials released uh, they, like, 90s really but hurt?
0: they're but like what's funny about it is like they still are a company to this day and I guess they still use the Eagleman mascot
2: Wow.
1: well I mean he paid, he paid a big bucks for that in 1997
2: like <laughs> it's he's gonna get a use out of it until all the goddamn feathers fall out that's like- true I really wonder if that if any of the performers got any better because you know they just kept using the same people. Well, they, I bet you they're the same fucking eggs. <laughs> the, oh yeah, they, they just repaint them over. Or yeah, they just put no like if new I the sticker property, prices. Right,
0: yeah. on us, you guys. That's. Uh...
2: Do you think like in that uh, particular? You know, geographic area, it's kind of like if you live in New York, you're on an episode of SVU. Like you live in Chicago, eventually you make your way onto an Eagleman commercial. Yeah, Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, if it's it's New York, that was Second City.
0: That was Second City, actually. That's what that was. That was, uh, oh, you can't tell it, but the Eagleman was actually played uh, by Tina Fey. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know. You can't, you can't, you would never notice.
1: New York, you're a bad actor, you're on Cash Cab. In (laughs) Chicago, you're a bad actor. It's Eagleman commercials. Mm-hmm. I, look, look, Ma, I made it. I'm on a commercial. I got, I'm on, I'm on TV.
2: It's so Eagleman. Oh
1: yeah. What, no, one are... of my
2: favorite stories that I heard from Josh Carson, we brought up, or we brought up earlier because he was on, and he does a uh, very Die Hard Christmas, uh, was he actually got to do like a guest spot on the television show Bones and like had a small role on there. And somehow got to, uh, like, got to know people well enough that he got invited to a poker game with, like, the lady that plays Bones and a few other, like, notable Hollywood TV actors. And while they're playing poker, a commercial comes on, and it was a commercial that Josh was in. And he's like, oh, hey, guys, it's that commercial that I'm in. And um the lady, I forget her name, uh the actress that plays bones.
1: You mean uh, Zoe Deschanel's sister, Emily Deschanel, the so more Emily- talented of the Deschanel sisters? I just so- like
0: the fact that he's referring to her as bones.
2: Yeah, bones. Uh, <laughs> well, and there's a reason for that, because Emily Deschanel, uh very matter-of-factly goes, That's really nice, Josh. I'm bones. Ha! Ah! <laughs> <laughs>
1: and david david borianis was like yeah she's calling dude don't fuck with this." <laughs> yeah um like, i was angel
2: if either of you know josh carson you should ask him to tell that story cuz i'm sure he tells it way better than me but
0: that's still funny. i both. um you know this has been a good episode but i think it's time we 86 it but before we go jason we do have one last segment uh it's called human yelp reviews that's for you jason kruger C-caw. you uh get to C-caw. uh Uh, get to review the podcast Uh, you can use a five star metric or use as many stars as you like we're we're really not that picky Um, you can either review the podcast as a whole or you can review us individually and whenever you'd like to start Uh,
2: so I would give you all uh, four and one quarter out of five stars Uh, because you're very friendly. Uh, it's really easy to talk to you guys. I feel like you've got a solid format. There's a lot of stuff that you're great at. Um, but I get interrupted a lot while I talk and that makes it a little bit harder to be a guest. Um, Uh I think this might yeah. be the
0: first genuine Yelp review we've ever gotten. They're like, this is where you could actually improve. Every, everyone was like, you're great. This is funny. Thank you so much. And you're just like, you, uh, as by the way, I love the fact that I interrupted you doing
1: that. <laughs> you notice that.
0: I, I host explained you.
2: Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause like, I've also said to my students, a lot of times, like interrupting me in the middle of my speech, especially when I'm trying to give you directions don't ask me questions yes matt
0: (laughs) i just just, just, just decided to do that yeah
2: no the kids are great like even on the rough days the kids are great um and knowing that i have a day job where i work with kids that other people might not really give a chance to to help them like grow and have a decent shot to be successful in like the real world pretty important it's a lot of fun
0: nice How do you want to direct uh, our listeners to uh, to see the stuff that you do and uh, uh, what you're all about?
2: Well, how uh, can they get on the boat? Oh yeah, so uh, if you think it's on the Mississippi Park connection, but if you search on Facebook for "Mystery on the Mississippi 1980s," you should be able to find it. Um, Otherwise, I can shoot a link to one of you all about um, getting on the Mystery on the Mississippi show or like getting another boat so you can see the show uh tickets are on sale for that uh the first performance is june 22nd
0: okay
2: uh one in july is on the 27th the august show is on the 17th and the september show for that is the 21st nice um you can go to fearlesscomedy.org to find out more about Fearless Comedy Productions and see what we've got going on. I We have two monthlies, uh, one at Strike Theater and one at Finnegan's. So the one at Strike Theater is the double blind, double feature. It's actually two shows. The first half is a, an hour-long short-form improv show where the performers are and games are drawn at random, and then you go up and do them. And then the second half is something different every month. So this month we've got somebody doing a stage reading, of a play called Rostrum's Universal Robots, which was uh, written originally in the ni- in yeah 1920s, and uh, it was written by a Czech playwright, and it is the first known time that robot was put in print. So it's like the inventor Whoa. of the word robot. Oh, cool! And the guy that's doing it uh, took it from the original language and is having an AI translate it because he's like just super interested in AI stuff. Um, <laughs> and then there's Fearless Lab, which. I am really proud to say the person that originated fearless lab um, created it based on how the Monday night comedy show works. So that feels good. Uh, yeah. The Monday night comedy show is at the spring street tavern. Most Monday nights uh, doors at seven thirty, and show starts around eight. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, just search for the Monday night comedy show. Mm-hmm. And, uh yeah monday night comedy show fearless comedy.org uh fearless lab is something where if you're trying out new stuff or you want to try something new with some old stuff um or bring the weird we love it when you bring the weird to fearless lab so we've got a few things going on um yeah and if you could check out any of it that'd be great
0: very cool yeah, you 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 never know that we're pro Monday Night Comedy Show on this podcast. <laughs> I yeah. certainly
2: hope you would be. Like, nah, yeah, we did we, we did it. Super... So we did
0: it. We did a uh, so we did a, a a a thing where we went and looked back at all of our guests, right? Like every single person we had. and with the exclusion of some of Joe's friends from California and New York, literally every other person we've had on this podcast has been on the Monday Night Comedy Show. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, it's a it's,
2: staple of Minneapolis comedy. 16 like, years strong. 16 years in run. I I really hope that it's kind of like one of those quiet. If you're in the scene, you know about it. Things. If you're not in the scene and you yeah. know about it, you're kind of cool. Like mm-hmm. one of those best kept, worst kept secrets things. Because it's good to know that we're part of a show that is giving people a stage to also try some stuff and yeah, do weird shit and.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't know what that's about. I've never, I've never done yeah. weird shit. On I, stage. I,
2: I ever, really ever hope know. that for comics in the twin cities area or anybody that comes and visit, uh, we do enough at the MNCS to make it feel like home for folks. Yeah,
0: sure. For sure. Uh, Joe, we got any, uh, you, uh, how do people follow you?
1: Oh, well, I mean, I, you know, photographizing on the Instagram and then, uh, of course, uh, we're over here now. Uh, dot com. It's, uh, me and my SUW wife, uh, where over here now is our adventure podcast.
0: That's me. All right. What about uh, you, you can, Matt? Uh, you can follow me. I am uh, Matt Doema on Facebook and Instagram. I am at Chubby Waiter on Twitter, as I believe in truth and advertising. Um, as for my plugs, again, every I'm just going to plug it every single Wednesday evening in the basement of the Red Carpet Nightclub in St. Cloud, Minnesota. I host the Keller Comedy Open Mic. Uh, the doors open at 8. The show starts at about 9.15 because comedy shows that start on time are for nerds. Um, <laughs> wonder where I learned that from. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, we have a $6, 32-ounce uh, beer pitchers. Uh, and, I mean, our pores aren't quite as strong as Spring Street, but they're close. Um, <laughs> We don't have we don't have a meat beast that's our problem
1: no one tops Josh's boards no no one does
0: Jesus Ugh, I'm still drunk from the last time I was there <laughs> uh beyond that uh follow the podcast at awful service pod across all platforms uh mail us your stories at uh, awfulservicepod at gmail.com uh Jason as always you know we love you you know we love the Monday uh thank you so much for being on the show
2: my pleasure I love you guys too so this is was was fun. I'd no. be more than happy to come back.
0: Fair, um, and as as always, I'll make sure you
2: ghost fart. <laughs> Y'all run a real classy show, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and have a good night.
2: It's time to count the till Sweep the floors and mop the spills Say goodnight Dispose of the trash and turn out the light